Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pineapple Pizza podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today, we have a pair of visiting chefs who will be serving up some of their favorites. I'm your hostess, Ashley, and with me today, as always, are the wonderful Emily and Lindsay. Hi. Hello. Hi, ladies. All right, please join us in welcoming our amazing, funny, and awesome friends. (laughs) (laughs) They are the hosts of the hilarious and honestly biting sometimes, but in the best possible way podcast. (laughs) So horrified. Matt does all the biting, so. (laughs) Oh, Matt does all the writing. See, I'm learning so much stuff already. Oh, I said biting. (laughs) Oh, he does all the biting. (laughs) We actually like um, we don't write any of it ahead of time. Well, I think Sadie's rabbit hole can be pretty biting sometimes, but I fucking love it. That just sounds dirty. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just hear biting and I'm like, sexual. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I temporarily forgot which podcast I'm on. I should not have said anything that could be taken as dirty. Because <laughs> <laughs> we will run with it. Yes, you will. And I will never get it back. All right. So I don't think I actually introduced you. So please join us in welcoming Matt and Sadie. Yay. Yay. Welcome. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. We're super excited. I mean, we're super excited for you to be here. I am thrilled because I don't know if you guys know this, but Sadie is my weird sister. So this is very important to me. (laughs) It's a family reunion. It is. And we laugh at all the same stuff. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so before we turn it over to you guys, we get to ask you some questions. (laughs) Ooh. Are you ready? 
<laughs> I don't know. Probably not. But... <laughs> I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, I have faith in you guys. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. We are going to start off super easy. Uh, question number one is... Tell us a little bit about your show. When did you and your co-host begin So Horrified? Uh, we actually just passed our one-year anniversary yeah. uh, last month. So we started March 2020 pandemic times, I guess. Right. <laughs> right at the beginning. As so many podcasts were yeah, born. Yeah, like a lot of people were just like, hey, let's just get some microphones and talk about some stuff. Right. Nobody's we, doing anything else. We've got else. nothing else to do right now, so. <laughs> just shouting to the void. Right, right. Um, I think Sadie gives a better summation of what the show is than I do. Oh, yeah. Well, because um, I say it at the beginning of every show. <laughs> the one part of our show that's scripted. Um, <laughs> uh, that... <laughs> We are a show about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. And I say it just like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's my professional podcast voice. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I still don't have a professional podcast voice, so I am very jealous. I just have it for that one sentence, so, you know. <laughs> it goes away immediately. <laughs> well, and I feel like it's because I've said that line so many times that I am able to focus instead on how I'm speaking and be like, I'm going to use my professional voice that my theater teachers taught me. But then with everything else, because it's not scripted, it goes into my weird, annoying, like... I can't stand to listen to it when it's on. <laughs> like Matt gets so annoyed because I don't listen to our podcast. But every time I try, like the first 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, it's it's cool. Like we sound great. And after 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, God, do I always sound like that? It's so <laughs> annoying. Like, turn me off. <laughs> yeah. So, I, have, I have to edit the damn thing, and so I sit there for hours just thinking the same thing. Is this I really know, what I feel I sound so like? bad? I couldn't do it. I wouldn't last. Yes, I am very thankful that he does all the dirty work when it comes to the editing and all that stuff. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know about um, Lindsay or Emily so much, but I have the same exact problem. I can't really stand to listen to my voice played back. So I suffer through, like, listening to the audio for this show so that we can all be comfortable with it before it goes out. And then as soon as I turn it off, I'm like, I hate my voice. Never talk again. (laughs) (laughs) I, oh, man. I don't pity that. Like, I, like, it's, it's weird. Like, it's a weird thing with me now. I feel like it's like an Adam Driver level thing of like, no, if you try to make me listen to myself, I will walk out of this interview. (laughs) Kind of level of thing of like, no, I just can't I don't know. It annoys me. I kept thinking that I was going to get used to it at some point, but we're like, you know, 50 episodes in or so, I think with all the mini episodes and everything and not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same way oh. when it comes to my own voice. Whenever I'm editing my yeah. other show or this show, I'm just like, wow, 
people want to listen to this? Like, awesome. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's a common affliction. Yeah, I think everybody has at least one thing that they wish that they didn't do when they have to listen to themselves played back. Like, maybe you're okay with the sound of the uh, this actual sound of your voice, but if you have weird verbal tics, you'll immediately notice them when you have to listen right. to them played back. <laughs> or if you have a bad habit of just, uh, I don't know, perpetually stumbling over your words and being unable to find basic ones. <laughs> 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 I can't relate to that at all, but you know. Oh my god. (laughs) So much Uh, self-criticism right now. (laughs) I know, right? This just became like group therapy, I think, is what we've we've stumbled into here. We'll send you the bill later, it's fine. (laughs) We were going to send you the bill. Right, I was going to say, I feel like we got you here. Feel free to bill me because I'm not helping anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, I better get back on track. Um, okay, so you sort of answered this already, but I guess in like a little bit more detail, can you tell us what kind of topics you cover on the show? Sure. Yeah, so every week we uh, choose a movie, a bad horror movie. That gets terrible reviews, and we watch it, and usually we have a guest come with us and make them watch it, too. (laughs) Um, And then we get together and talk about it, and we kind of pick apart what we didn't like about it. If there is anything we did like about it, we make that known, too. Right. Um, But yeah, we kind of crack jokes about how terrible it was. Um, And then in the second half of the show, we do kind of a deep dive into the reviews of the movie and what people said about it online, and trivia either about the movie production itself or about something in a similar topic to what the movie was about right because a lot of the movies we go into will be like super low budget or people weren't invested enough in the movie to go on like imdb and put trivia in the like trivia section or you know i mean i search more than just the imdb trivia but you know um uh and so yeah sometimes we'll like, like, well, it was about vampires, so here's some vampire trivia. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like when we did the when Ashley and Lindsay came on for our Boogeyman episode, um, and I did trivia on kind of like different Boogeyman esque type creatures in different countries and stuff. It was fun. I really liked that hearing the the different types of Boogeymen around the world. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And all the different names that they had. Right? Like, I love doing... That's why we have that, is because, like, every movie we watch, if I get into it, or, like, every show, Matt always knows that I'm going to start just throwing random trivia at him. I'm giving a flashback. Wasn't one of the boogeymen, like, a steam room sauna demon yes, that, like, scratched yes. your back? That was, like, a Norwegian thing. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, scratched your back if, like... I'm trying to remember, like, if you made it angry or something, it would, like, scratch really hard and, like, but it was, like, a fortune-telling thing. And, like, the way it scratched your back, I think, like, let you... Oh, if you, like, tried to look at it, I think is what it was. It would scratch your back really hard. People are weird. They are. (laughs) There's weird stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I love... I don't know. I, I do it anyway. And so when we started the podcast, I was like... 
oh, we have to have a rabbit hole, right? Because every movie that I get really into or TV show, I go into a deep rabbit hole That's anyway. half the fun of watching a bad movie <laughs> is then learning everything about it. Right, obviously. Yep. <laughs> and sharing that knowledge with the world. Right. right exactly. I don't know. I love, I'm going to be honest, like I, I know a lot of shows do like different segments, but I think it works like super well on your show because everything always ends up flowing into each other very nicely, especially considering you guys aren't scripted. I agree. Well, I agree. thank you. <laughs> yeah, it helps. We, we take notes on the movies and so the notes kind of follow the flow of the movie. And so the things we talk, it helps keep us structured, but we we bounce around a lot regardless. Right. I was going to say, I feel like the thing that really helps is that we just have amazing chemistry. <laughs> like, that too. That you too. know, you know, and we just, we, I don't know. It's funny how often our notes will match up in certain ways or like our ratings and stuff like that. And so I feel like that helps us with the fact that it's not scripted, that we kind of think similarly about it a lot of the time and so it just flows into things yeah i think it also helps a lot that we watch the movies separately and so we're talking about them for the first time on the show oh yeah like if we had talked about them before then we'd be like wait i already said that that feels weird so it just flows like one of our normal conversations kind of things you know yeah yeah oh that's awesome i didn't realize that you guys were watching them separately but i think that probably does make a huge difference i always feel really weird if i have to talk about the same thing twice with the same person it right gets very exactly <laughs> yeah right and it's like i've acted and i wrote and stuff like that so it shouldn't seem weird to me but it does when it's like normal conversation well, especially if you're trying to be funny like the it's right. not going to be funny the second time because I've already said that joke. And so <laughs> yeah. it, the spontaneity helps there. Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, when do new episodes come out? Fridays now. Yes. It's changed a couple times because yeah. <laughs> of different various reasons, but now Fridays. Fridays. Um, every other week is our full episode where we do a movie and dissect it and everything. And then on the off weeks, we put out our mini episodes where we put the poster of the next movie up on Twitter and have people guess uh, what the movie is about incorrectly. Right. <laughs> wrong answers. Read their guesses. <laughs> and then our lovely daughter Harper gets to come in and give her guesses of what she thinks the movie is about based on the poster um, and kind of tease the upcoming movie. So those happen every other week and then the full episodes every other week as well right on the different ones so basically there are no off weeks yeah. is what you're saying <laughs> more content than anyone can handle exactly uh okay so oh this one's kind of a long question <laughs> all right uh we're, we're out now. it's 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 like a two-parter so what's good thing one we give the... short succinct answers right <laughs> um <laughs> I love your answers because they're perfect, so. Uh, All right. What's one episode of yours that you would recommend our patrons check out first? Or what episode of your show is your favorite so far? Oof. I'm so bad at picking out favorites. You don't even know. Like, (laughs) I, I just. Then I feel like I'm saying all the rest aren't good enough, and that just hurts my okay. my heart. <laughs> okay, so I That's will say such a mom answer. <laughs> if, if you want a good example of it, um, 
our Troll 2 episode, I would say go to that one. Oh, that's because true. if you're going to watch the movie, especially beforehand, that's the craziest movie that we've watched yet. It's and so, so great. It you get the experience of the ridiculous movie, and then I, I feel like that's a good showcase of what we it's do. It's by far the best of the worst movies we have done. Like, Matt has even mentioned to me before, he's like, I feel like you've brought up Troll 2 at least once every episode since we did Troll yeah. 2. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good! <laughs> Chapter 2 of her life is after she watched Troll 2. <laughs> I immediately wanted to watch it again, because I was just like, I don't know what I just watched, but I loved every moment of it. Right. <laughs> That's just going to be the and name I, of your I, memoir, I, Life After Troll 2. Yeah. <laughs> the story. It changed her profoundly. It did! But also, I would have to say specifically, like, for your patrons, since they know and love you guys already, that a good, like, way to transition could be with um, Boogeyman, since that was with both Ashley and Lindsay, or then even episodes that, wait, episodes or episode that Ashley did? We brought her on for two episodes, right? (laughs) Really? Yeah, it was, we did, like, there was more. No, we did Boogeyman, but then I also did Galaxy of Terror, and I'm going right. to be honest, that was a lot of fun to talk about, but it was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. But yeah, that's another one. That's another one that's great, though. Like, it is a really bad movie, but it's like, I don't regret having watched it. Um, and also, Ashley, I have an update. We never found out what happened to Robert England. Oh my god, no, I we knew didn't. it! We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. I like remember I remember writing really huge at the bottom of my notes, like what happened to right. that guy with like five question marks after me? <laughs> well, I feel I do feel like I got kind of almost an answer in Rabbit Hole that like there was a version like an alternate ending where it was gonna be that everybody had died and he was the only survivor but then they changed it but then I guess they forgot they changed it halfway through filming this new ending (laughs) yeah he just disappears these are the quality movies that we watch on our show exactly how do you forget right I know now somebody's like shit (laughs) at the premiere and they're like wait a second (laughs) need continuity what's that Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've done some we've done some good ones. Yeah, there have been some really good ones. Um the another one that was really good oh shit, was Deathbed, I think. Was that yes. the movie Deathbed? I think that was, episode was the really bed, good. Yeah, too. Deathbed, the bed that eats. Yeah, that's it. It's great. It's so great that Patton Oswalt <laughs> did a segment on it. Not a segment, unfortunately, on our show talking about it, but a segment on the movie. <laughs> so. uh, I know you guys can't see, but like Emily's making the weirdest face right now. <laughs> I have not heard of this movie, and you said the bed that eats, and my brain was just like, what? <laughs> exactly what you think it's, it is it, it is it is well no it's not it's actually not because it also eats chicken right but and it it like dissolves people but makes crunching munching noises 
So oh my it's, God. it is what you think, but also not what you think. Um, and until we did Troll 2, that was my favorite of the bad movies we had done. So that one is also just gold. And Josh was our guest for that one. And he still can't believe that I've said that I want to make a tradition out of watching it at least once a year. He was like, why would you ever watch this again? (laughs) (laughs) And spoiler alert, it, um, there is a, uh, an actor in the movie who is played by the dad from boy meets world. That's spoiler alert to Sadie's rabbit hole. Cause I mentioned that in Sadie's rabbit hole, but yes, yes, he is. He's very young in it. But it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, for real. So anybody who's listening, if you're going to check out the show, definitely hit up those episodes and then get all the rest of them because they're all amazing. <laughs> Woo! Available everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not like everywhere. You can't walk into like your like mom and pop store down Walgreens, the street and be like, got by the I demand this you podcast. pick up one episode and take it off. <laughs> I hear that you have Deathbed by So Horrified. I would like one of those, please. <laughs> oh, now I'm just thinking about all of the old episodes that I love, and I'm just all of them. I feel bad for not having. It's you know, it's you like know how I, between I am. Fifty children. It is yeah. <laughs> like Sophie's so choice, but they're all horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I love you most of all because you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I like can't breathe. (laughs) Okay, so then this question is to each of you. (laughs) Um Excellent. What is the special that you selected to feature today and what made you choose that story to share? Oh, you want me to go first? Right. I do want you to go first. I don't know how to like sum it up. Like, I still um, Matt says it can count as like an urban legend because uh, campfire stories are like urban legends, right? You just tell them at campfires, yeah. Right? They definitely yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That makes me feel better because I have seriously pondered that for like a week or two weeks or however <laughs> long ago it was. You said to pick one of these out. I've been like, does it? I don't know. Are you going to kick this off the show <laughs> if it's wrong? No, they're going to give me a bad grade. <laughs> well, what made me want to pick it is because I was told this story when I was at Girl Scout camp when I was like eight years old and it haunted me forever. It still kind of haunts me, to be honest. <laughs> um, so now you're going to traumatize us with this, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I traumatized trauma. my middle school students with it. Um, because I told them, I was like, oh no, this, score, this uh, story, it's just scared me forever. They're like, oh no, tell us, tell us. And I told them and years later, one of my students came to me and they're like, I want you to know, I have not stopped thinking about it. It has scared me ever since. Like, I was like, I'm so sorry. I had to pass it on or else it would haunt me forever. It's one of those. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never been more excited to hear a story in my entire life. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm probably overselling yeah, it. The brakes a little. Right. Again, I was told it when I was eight, and you probably have heard it. It just that was the first time I've heard it. But I feel yeah, I feel like I'm probably overselling it. Um, but yeah, it haunted little eight year old Sadie. And to be honest, I still think about it from time to time and it haunts me. So yeah. Oh, do I tell the story now? Is that what's happening? Okay. I'm sorry. This is one of my moments where I said that I come off as a ditz a lot of times, but I actually am an intelligent person. I have a master's. <laughs> okay. So the story is, well, and there were two I had to fight to choose between, but this is the, the one that gets me the most, I think. Um, but um, so in case you haven't heard it, I will tell it as if you have not heard it. So there is a young woman and she lives alone, just her and her dog, right? And she has this dog trained, like she gets nervous a lot. And if she hears a noise outside and gets scared, since she's a young woman living alone, she gets scared sometimes. And she will put her hand down because her dog sleeps like right beside her bed. And the dog will lick her palm, like lick her hand if everything's okay. (laughs) So one night, uh, (laughs) she, sorry, she hears some noises and gets scared and anxious but she and she puts her hand down by her bed as she always does and she feels her dog lick her hand so she's like okay everything's fine i you know i'm just getting nervous then she hears like another loud sound and it sounds like it's like coming from the living room and she puts her hand down again and and there's you know the her hand gets licked or whatever you know and then she hears it and it sounds like it's like the bathroom or something and so she actually gets up and goes to check the bathroom and in it she sees her dear dog dead and on the mirror written in blood it says humans can lick hands too Blech. Yeah. Why? 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 Right? Right? Doesn't that just on like a really deep level just like why? Okay. I need to. I need to ask. Who in the hell told this story to eight-year-olds at a Girl Scout camp? (laughs) Right. Well, I mean. Was this like a counselor? <laughs> no, it was like other like it was other girls who were in the bunk, like in my bunk at the Girl Scout camp that told me. I have no idea who told them or where they heard it. So they were like around my age, I guess, who told it to me. But yes, I got I got scared really easily as a kid anyway, and I got so freaked out. And this like I still to this day get nervous putting my hand down or even just like a foot hanging like off the side of the bed at night because I'm like you don't know who's down there if I feel someone licking me I'm gonna freak out (laughs) (laughs) somebody does a a full swipe up your toes in the middle of the night (laughs) (laughs) okay so that story what you're telling us is that this woman is laying in bed and there's somebody laying on the floor face up waiting for her hand to drop over the side so they can lick it. Yes. <laughs> like they so somehow, bad. I guess they've steadied her routine and they yeah. know. 
that her dog comforts her in that way. He's been under the bed for a while. It reminds me of all those stories you hear about people that like live in your house without you knowing they're living in your house. Yes. Yeah. That like yes. watch you and like learn your habits and then they like appear out of nowhere and murder you and things like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so that's scary. immediately what I think of, but I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I wish I didn't know real stories where that's happened, but unfortunately I do. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure. The Spider-Man guy or whatever. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. What about the one that was out in, uh, was it like Germany? The Hinterkaifeck the murders, yeah. Yeah. That's like my favorite unsolved murder because, yeah, that one's insane. Do you think uh, he licked their hands before he killed all of them? No. I would hope not. <laughs> That'd be super gross. He did it after. <laughs> the origins of this story. Oh, no. no. Matt, why? <laughs> <laughs> she sounds just like me. I say that to you all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's so many questions for this story. Did you right? did you never hear it before, weird. Emily? I've heard something like it, and I knew right off the bat as soon as she said that the woman's hand went over the side and the dog started licking her <laughs> hand. I, I knew it right then and there that it wasn't the dog. Right. Oh. oh. Yeah, my sister told me, my sister, who I don't get along with, I would like to... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, sometimes we get along, but when I was a little kid, we did not get along at all. Uh, yeah, mm. she she told me that story when I was probably seven or eight as well, because she's evil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean to tell a poor little kid that. Yeah, haunts it messed me up. <laughs> it haunts you until you die. <laughs> and it is, it's one of those that, like, I'm pretty sure it was you know like most urban legends are told to me and the thing of like oh i know someone this happened to yeah, this was my yeah. cousin right and so you're just like what <laughs> like, um and i remember like i remember someone else saying that story once and i was like oh i know someone that happened to they're like everyone thinks they know someone that happened to i'm like Wait, so it really didn't... What? <laughs> I was lied to? <laughs> that little 10-year-old twerp in my Girl Scout camp lied to me? <laughs> I was hoping it was another kid that told the story, because I was like, if it was an adult that told a bunch of 8-year-olds that story, they should not be allowed right. to like, lead at Girl Scout camp ever again. <laughs> like, that's awful. A lot of sheets were changed at the Girl Scout camp. Right. <laughs> she was on bedding duty the next year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That sounds like one of those um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Like the, the, the girl book. with the ribbon tied around her neck and she yep. wore it. Yeah. Mm. It sounds like one of those stories. Yep. I remember going to like... Uh, I went to a very small Montessori or like some people like to call it like a hippie school when I was little um, <laughs> and we would all we would go like on a school wide camping trips um, because there were only like 20 kids in the whole school so um, 
And I remember kids would bring that book all the time and just seeing the cover would freak me out. And because I was like, they're going to tell the stories (laughs) in a dark, dark room. That's I I still have that book somewhere. I remember. Oh, man. Me too. Mm -hmm. The story about the toe or the the girl that gets dropped off at the house. She gets picked up. I don't remember that one. Oh, she gets so a guy sees a girl walking out in the rain, and he picks her up in the car because she was walking by the cemetery. And, yeah, I know this one. <laughs> and he's like, "Where are you trying to go?" And she's like, "I'm trying to get home." So he takes her to her house, and she like forgets something in the car, and so he goes back to the house to bring it back to her. And the mom's like, "She's been dead for like." <laughs> Years. She's been dead for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's actually a story? I think it's out of Chicago about a little girl who does that. There's oh, really? actually a story out of Chicago about a hitchhiking ghost. Um, she like she died in a car crash on the way home. For, like her dad took her out for a party or something, and she died in a car crash. And now she hitchhikes home. Yeah, and that's yeah. There's that story. I feel like I've heard at least a couple of hitchhiking ghost stories. I mean, mm-hmm. even Disney's Haunted Mansion has hitchhiking ghosts. So I feel like so they're real. it's a fairly common. <laughs> they had them on Supernatural, too, okay? <laughs> you can't put them on the ride if they're not real. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to wreck anyone's life, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people got murdered hitchhiking in the 60s and 70s. I mean, so. for real, though. <laughs> Right. If there were going to be some kind of ghost, I'm sure there'd be some of those. (laughs) I'm just picturing a part of Haunted Mansion where there's like a ghost putting its thumb out and it's got like a little bundle on a stick. Like (laughs) hobo style. It does that. That's exactly what it does. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) There's three of them. And they've got the little, yeah, like the stick with the like bandana tied around the end and their thumbs are going out. And then at the end of the ride, you look at a mirror and it looks like they're sitting with you in your little thing. Yeah. I've been to Disney too many times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so moving it back onto track here. um, Matt. Matt, why don't you tell us what story you picked and why you picked it? (laughs) All right. So um, I wanted to pick something that was uh, more local to us. We're in Atlanta. And so there's a lot of, you know, old creepy shit around here. So I figured I'd have an easy time. And there was surprisingly few interesting things. But I did find one. There is a concert venue called The Masquerade here in Atlanta that I used to go to a lot. Um, I've been there probably 15, 20 times in, you know, the course of my adult life, but it is in an old, uh, abandoned sawmill (laughs) from the like early 1900s is the building that they inhabit now. Well, used to it's moved now, but the building used to catch fire a lot (laughs) when it was a sawmill. Our eyes are all the size of like golf balls right now. <laughs> We're like all looking at each other like, like, oh my God. Oh my God, what's about to happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, buckle up. We're going on a ride. So, <laughs> so back in the early 1900s when this was a 
sawmill. They used to make stuff called Excelsior, which is like that weird wood shaving that they would pack stuff with in like old crates back in the day. Oh, okay. Oh, crates that are packed like fragile. <laughs> yeah. And because, you know, people are in there smoking all the time, it used to catch fire a lot. So a lot of people have died in there in fires. Um, it used to be have really bad tuberculosis outbreaks mm. because everybody was working in such cramped quarters yeah. and it was yeah. not ventilated and stuff. So people would get tuberculosis and die. A lot of people have died in this place. Mm. Oh, my um, God. Even... After it became a concert venue in the 80s, it was very, like, they did nothing to update the outside of the building. The windows are still all shot out. Like, it looks like it's about to fall apart because it was about to fall apart. Oh, my God. When it was three stories tall. And so there were really three venues inside. There was Heaven, Hell, and Purgatory was in the middle. And if you were in the top floor and, like, it was during a concert or something, you could feel the floor about to collapse oh onto the, the lower levels. So it was a very rough shot building. But you would hear a lot of stories about it being haunted because it was so old and so many people had died in it. And so I started to look up some of the stories of that. Um, and they say that there is like a phantom of the masquerade who Ooh. some people have called a ghost and some people call a vampire. But they say that he like kind of... they. Some of the articles described him as just a tall, like, broad-shouldered man, and some of them called him a tall black man. So take that as you will. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but they, a lot of people say that they see him, like, wandering the halls and, like, cleaning up and stuff like that. Um, and that a lot of the employees say that there are cold spots in certain areas of the place where it's usually always very hot, but you'll find these random very cold spots and that they can hear people screaming from the stairwells when there's no one in the stairwells. Uh, I don't like that. Or like that. up in the rafters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do not like that at all. I do not want to go to there. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, there's currently nothing in that building. It's abandoned now. The masquerade moved downtown to like a newer, nicer building that wasn't about to collapse. Um, and so if anybody is interested in trying to find this ghost or vampire, you're going to have to like illegally break into this building because it's not open anymore. Which I know a lot of ghost hunters do. <laughs> While I was researching this vampire of the masquerade, I came across what is my new favorite website, <laughs> which is the Atlanta Vampire Alliance dot com. Alliance. Yeah, yes. let's all get together. <laughs> right? What is the Vampire Alliance, you ask? Oh my so gosh. this is from this is from their mission statement. This is their oh, mission yes. statement on their website. In part, it's quite long. <laughs> the mission of the Atlanta Vampire Alliance, or the AVA, is to promote unity in the Greater Atlanta Real Vampire Community while being available to the newly awakened to encourage self awareness and responsibility. We accept mem- members from both the sanguinarian and psychic backgrounds from the local community. And we do not criticize other houses, orders, or paths, but remain neutral and available to all who wish to belong. And so this site is very detailed about how they, these are not, and they are very specific to say, they are not role players. Or like cosplayers <laughs> or like lifestyle enthusiasts, they say they are fucking real vampires. Verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeesh. And they have meetings where they say that they are not a service for this, but that 
if you come to the meetings, you can you can do this where they will fi- line up vampires with people that want to be donors and oh my let God. the vampires oh my God. drink their blood. Oh, I'm so I don't like that this is close to us. <laughs> this is like the worst like Alcoholics Anonymous ever. <laughs> Where it's just, where it's just like, <laughs> or like the weirdest meat cute ever. Right. Oh my it's God. just further proof that if a thing exists, it's someone's kink, and I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. Very true. I wonder how accepting they really are of the of the psychic vampires, though, because as we know from what we do in the shadows, they don't like the psychic vampires. Right. Right. Well, we love is, that show. This is by from the, way. the FAQ section of their page. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of their their tenth most frequently asked question is, "What is a quote unquote real or modern vampire?" Yes. And they say that a vampire is essentially an energy feeder or blood drinker that may display various levels of psychic ability. Vampires are generally individuals who cannot adequately sustain their own physical, mental, or spiritual well-being without the taking of blood or vital life force energy from other sources, often human. Oh my god. (laughs) I guess I'm a vampire because I can't live off... You know, I need to live off other people's happiness, I guess. You're a dementor. <laughs> I'm a dementor. You're a dementor. You're Get a out. happiness. <laughs> oh, yeah, a dementor. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't send any Patroni my way. <laughs> I, I want a documentary crew to, like, go to one of these meetings, and I need to right. see these people's faces because it's bananas. <laughs> that it all... All I can think is like they've done episodes about such kind of gatherings like on X-Files and Criminal Minds and Mm -hmm. CSI. Um, I watch too much TV, apparently. But um, I don't know. Like, I never thought that it would be like, I always thought like it's probably just like blown out of proportion and it's really like five people who are like fans of vampire or like you know a bunch of people that really like vampire stuff but aren't like and there was this building when I lived in LA um, I think it was in North Hollywood my friend and I used to drive past it sometimes and it was it looked just like like an old abandoned building and it just had written written like on the side or like above a door or something it just said vampires and i always i was like i am so tempted to find out what's there but i don't want to like go in there and then be attacked by vampires but like it's so i had no idea that they're really like to have a website like have that ah. oh there's a map where they have little bullet points of where all their members like oh check in God. from mostly on the northeast corner of the city oddly i don't know why that is very strange <laughs> that that area of atlanta is just chock let's full of stay away activity. from there um <laughs> i'm just picturing that building in la like it's catfishing scheme and it's actually like van helsing people <laughs> that hang out inside so then when the vampire My comes in... My friend and I in, had a theory about that, too. It's like a wily e. Coyote situation where they're trying to catch a vampire. <laughs> like, hey, my buddies are going to be here. It's just like, nope, psych. And they just, like, stake you right away. That's what we'd wondered, too. We were like, is it going to be just, like, a bunch of vampires? Or is it going to be, like, vampire hunters? Or just, like, people who are really interested in vampires? And they're like, maybe if we go here and put the word vampires, they'll come here so we can be like, oh, let's ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> Like, you know, what is going on? There? And I never found out. 
I don't well, know. Still to this day. It's just like an underground Anne Rice like fan club. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. exactly. It's definitely some kind of trap. The only question is who is it a trap for? <laughs> All we know is there are a lot of frilly shirts on the other side of that door. <laughs> Oh my god, and now I'm picturing when Sean and Gus go to the the vampire club. Yes. <laughs> I love that episode. He's wearing the really shirt. Yep. He went very Lestat in the fashion yes. choices yeah. department. <laughs> it was great. Yes. I recall that now. Oh my god, if that whole alliance is like Sean and Gus, I'm so in. <laughs> <laughs> That that would be a far more entertaining, I think, thing than having people like it just being a place where people go and drink real blood. And be like, oh, I don't wanna. I feel like Sean would qualify as a, a psychic vampire. He definitely lives off of other people's reactions. That is very true. That is very accurate. Like, what all kind of, like, y'all might know this, so what all kind of psychic vampires are there? I I, I never realized that was a legitimate, like, term of things. And Like, we've watched it on What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show, and I did not realize that was a real thing in vampire lore. I thought it was just the thing where they could, like, manipulate you to do things to make you more compliant. See, I, I thought all vampires had that. I thought that was like a vampire. That's what I thought. That's what, I thought. that's what the Vampire Alliance seems to think. So. Right. <laughs> They're the definitive word. I guess I'm an honorary <laughs> member, I guess. So <laughs> I'm going to reveal um, a, a little something about my past here. <laughs> I was born in 1386. <laughs> okay, it's not that super revealing. I, mean, I was one of those teenagers, you know, 15, 16, that's like, wow, vampires are so cool. I want to live forever, <laughs> even though I hate my life and somebody kill me now kind of thing. But So you were emo, just like me. <laughs> what 16-year-old... What isn't um yeah. come on you you've got some crap going on you're hating your life but what's the john mulaney stand-up where his brother gets called up on stage at the oh at cirque du soleil and then they and take they a bra the out of him <laughs> yeah and they're like oh, oh God, and yeah. he's like at me i'll kill myself <laughs> he mimes oh, yeah. himself in the head yeah <laughs> yeah so that was me at 16 and so i you know i was super into vampires but I wasn't cool with the idea of drinking somebody else's blood because, ew. So right. I I did a little bit of research and I found out that psychic vampires were a thing. And I was like, that's cool. I want to do that. So what I learned <laughs> about it back then, mind you, this is like the turn of like the century. So it's the 2000s-ish. Mm-hmm. So things may have changed, but back then it was a psychic vampire was something that could come in and kind of feed on your emotions. So if you were really vol- if you were really charged, happy, or really sad or something, the mm-hmm. psychic vampire could kind of come in and feed off of that energy. And then it would leave you feeling kind of tired. Afterwards. See, that's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am a psychic vampire. Well, and that basically is what from what we do in the show, I, I just, I didn't, 
I don't know. I thought maybe there were different kinds that fed on different certain energies, but like, I guess it can be just any kind of emotion. Yeah. I like their take on it that he just talks you to sleep. Right. I love it. All your energy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But yeah, that's what I learned about them. And mind you, that was a long, long time ago. So was it a GeoCity site? (laughs) <laughs> oh no i had books i okay. had books and the, and the black makeup and the black clothes and, but i also had super short hair that i dyed blonde and i was bubbles from powerpuff girls i don't know i was a confused child <laughs> that Listen, is hilarious it's totally okay you were a conundrum my friend and i used to call each other um she was bubbles and i was oh my god i never can remember the name the the brunette the green one buttercup 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 that's right i was buttercup we used to say that when we were younger and we had another friend who was blossom (laughs) (laughs) but she was a redhead so nobody cares about her (laughs) (laughs) so she was the devil (laughs) so i have a question i have a question about this uh the venue from the 80s that you said when they weren't doing shows, they could hear screaming, right? Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly hear screaming from the rafters, which is, by the way, super freaking creepy because whoever was up in the rafters in the first freaking place? Vampires. <laughs> People trying to escape a fire. <laughs> no. Oh, my <laughs> they God. the walls. <laughs> they scaled the freaking walls to get out of there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just kind of wondering if it was like... Did did somebody at some point just decide, you know, we're we're sick of the screaming not being related to our shows. We need to move somewhere where they appreciate us. <laughs> I think what happened is they were either going to have to spend a significant amount of money to make that building tenable again, or they were gonna have to move and they chose to move. Yeah. Um <laughs> I haven't been to the new place since they've moved, or maybe I have once. I'm not sure, but it's it it can't be the same because yeah, just the feeling that this building could go at any minute it just makes every show better. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> when you mentioned that it was in, you know, basically a horrible repurposed building, it immediately made me think of um, this bowling alley that I went to once when I was in when I still lived in Iowa. And it was on one level of a multi-level uh, slaughterhouse that was no longer a slaughterhouse. Oh and, <laughs> it had uh, cow ghosts. It had a bunch of cow ghosts. And uh, so when you would be walking down the halls to get to the different businesses, they would still have like the, the, hooks, and stuff. the hooks and stuff hang in there. <laughs> so you could... Mm-mm. See when they where they would like haul, haul the carcasses during production. Do you feel like anybody anybody ever used those as like a zip line to get from one office to the next? Well, I mean they didn't yeah. have like the hooks hanging there, but they had like the you know, they still have the tracks and stuff, so you could oh, okay. definitely like tell what yeah. was when you, there. When you repurpose an old building, you have to ask yourself, what's the most grisly thing about it that I could <laughs> <Yeah>. keep? <laughs> how haunted in the, is this space, and how profitable will it be? Those are the questions. How often can I remind people that lives were lost here? (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Okay. Um, so thank you, Matt and Sadie, so much for joining us and sharing those amazing stories. I know we're going to all go to bed tonight trying to figure out what was by that vampire sign that Sadie saw. (laughs) (laughs) And probably also thinking more about that horrible building that many people probably died in. I am looking forward to the weird dreams that I am going to have. (laughs) Um, Before we let you guys go, would you mind telling our guests where they can find you guys on social media? Uh, Yeah, uh, we're most active on Twitter. You can find us at So Horrified. Uh, We have a Facebook page that exists, uh, but (laughs) (laughs) as most Facebook pages these days, it's not, you know, the most active place in the world. But yeah, Twitter's probably the best place. Um, we can be emailed so horrifiedpodcast at gmail.com if you have movie suggestions or anything like that. Um, and yeah, you can you can listen to us on all the platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, all those big ones and little ones too. But not at Walgreens. No. Nope. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming We're trying soon. to break into the, the drugstore market. <laughs> Oh my god. We hear it's lucrative for podcasts. I don't know. Oh my god. I paid a marketing guy twenty thousand dollars to get us in there, so I hope it works out. Oh my god. Thank you for coming to visit our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a creepy slice of our guest chef specials for this week. Uh, Pineapple Pizza Podcast, sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do? Question mark? If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice, because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, $7 Cryptid Hunter, and $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAPP PizzaPod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at PineAppAPPPizzaPod at gmail.com. Remember, there's the two P's in app. Otherwise, you're emailing someone else and I don't want to be held responsible for that. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.